Hey everybody, welcome back to another segment of Brutal Crimes. Okay, this one is kind of a doozy, so I suggest if you are kind of sick to your stomach about a lot of things, I would not proceed listening with this case because it's absolutely disgusting. Um, on top of that, if crime stuff and murder and talking about things called like dismemberment and everything, if, if you're weak in the stomach and that stuff bothers you, which any normal person, it would bother them. Um, just go ahead and end the podcast now. Don't listen to it just for your own sake. But if you do decide to listen, I'm forewarning you the things that I'm about to discuss are incredibly graphic and they are very detailed. And some of the articles I'm about to read are deeply disturbing. Okay. So I was not necessarily like trolling YouTube, looking for different types of content. It was more along the lines of just trying to find different YouTubers that kind of catered to what I was looking for in a certain YouTube channel. Um, if you don't know this by now, YouTube is like full of different types of content. You've got the mukbangers, who are the people who literally sit and eat large quantities of food. You've got the fitness gurus, you've got the LGBT community, you've got um, the creepy paranormal side, you have the artist side, you've got, I mean, the singers, the news, the politics, the, you've got everything. And then you've got the beauty side. Um, and so when I had started up my YouTube channel, I pretty much got into this whole sense that I wanted to go in a direction where I would kind of just put like an entire different array of things in my content videos. And um, I was just kind of researching some stuff, trying to look up different content, see what everybody else was doing, um, how I could differ from what they do. And um, I, I found a YouTube channel that I loved, okay? And I got the idea of this crime segment from her channel. You guys need to check it out. It is, her channel is amazing. Um, her channel is called Ready to Glare, like, and she is completely brutally honest. Like, she talks about things that most people would look at and be like, whoa, that is a little much. And she's really honest, and that's one thing I love about it is because you don't really find a lot of that. You've got, you've got most people in the, in the crime segments that talk about certain things that don't necessarily seem to care about what they're saying, but then again, there are some that tie into, like, they'll do sketch drawings of things, they'll release crime scene footage and stuff like that, but when you watch her channel, you can, you can literally get a grasp that she does care, and that she's deeply disturbed by the things that she's reading, and you don't see a lot of that, you know? Uh, there's actually one YouTuber I watched, uh, she sits there and she puts her makeup on, and she talks about these horrific crimes while doing makeup, which in a sense, that's kind of where the direction I was going to go in. But when I saw what she did, I was like, I got to do something different. So um, because I'm starting out in a different way, I started doing podcasts just to until my artwork is done. I am working with my, my sister. She's the one that is going to be creating all of my line work for my channel, for my thumbnails and stuff like that. And she's who I am collabing with. So and her art's amazing. She's absolutely awesome. But, um, so I was stumbling upon these YouTube channels and I came across the YouTuber Ready to Glare. So 
I was kind of scrolling through her videos and I'm like, what's she got? What's going on here? So I clicked on them and then I just could not stop. Like I was, I was binge watching episode after episode after episode. And I was like, this is incredible. Like she is real. So, um, I came across one that she had done recently and it was a crime that I had never heard of, but apparently it made national news and I didn't know anything about this, like period. And I'm a crime fanatic. I follow crimes that happened, you know, before I was even born. And for some reason, I didn't know anything about this crime, nothing about it. And, um, it was this story about Luca Magnata and I was like, what the hell? So when I listened to her YouTube channel and I kind of got a firm grasp of what's going on, I then started seeing it pop up everywhere. The internet is funny like that. If you've never heard of something before, the second you hear about it, it's all over the place, like wildfire. Like suddenly the internet has the measles and everybody knows about it. It's the most insane thing. So I ended up going down a rabbit hole where I was researching this crime, getting as much information as I could, trying to figure out why I did not know anything about this. Well, what's funny though is several years ago, like I'm talking several, several years ago, I had watched this video, somebody had posted it, and it was, two it was like i think it was called one guy two kittens or something like that I, I do believe that's what it's called and that's what i'm about to call i couldn't watch the video because this was a long time ago and back then i did not have a strong stomach for things like that um so when i saw it i was like dang that is deeply disturbing i think my friends and i were actually googling trying to find the two girls one cup video because we were going to do a reaction but ended up finding the video about the kittens and i was absolutely mortified because I had two kids at the time so I had actually seen that video and it was so disturbing and I was like what the hell so when I was watching the YouTube channel video and I was getting the research done I realized that that video that I had watched several years back was tied to this case and that was the weirdest thing that is the only thing that I had ever seen from this case was those Two was that video of the two cats that he killed. And I did not tie the two together. I had no idea they were the same. So in a sense, that got me really, really interested. So I kept kind of going down this rabbit hole. Um, so I was doing all this research and I was taking, you know, screenshots of articles just so I could read them for references. And then I saw the Netflix documentary. Don't fuck with cats. I was like, everybody's been talking about this. I had no idea this was the same one. Um, and I think she mentioned it in her YouTube channel. I'd have to go back and watch just, just to be sure. I can't remember. I don't want to say that she said anything about the Netflix documentary if she didn't. And then I don't want to say that she did if she did or if she didn't. I don't want to say that she didn't if she actually did. So, I mean, I just don't want to go misleading here. So, um, I'm just going to say I don't remember if I saw her, if I read that she had posted about it in her uh, channel. So when I was on Reddit, I was doing some research about the case and I saw people were posting about don't fuck with cats. And I was like, this is going to be interesting. So I specifically re-upped my Netflix subscription just to watch this documentary. Normally I don't do that, um, but I was hooked. 
I watched this documentary, and let me tell you something. This has to be one of the most fucked up crime segments I have ever watched, and I've seen a lot of crazy shit. So basically, let me just give you a backstory about who this guy is, okay? So Luca Rocco Magnata was born as Eric Clinton Kirk Newman, July 24th, 1982. He's a Canadian murderer who was convicted of killing and dismembering Chinese international student Jun Lin before mailing Lin's hands and feet to elementary schools and federal political party offices. This act gained international notoriety after a video depicting the murder was posted online May 2012. Magnata fled Canada, becoming the subject of an Interpol red notice and prompting an international manhunt. In June 2012, he was apprehended in Berlin while reading news about himself at an internet cafe. Okay, so first of all, if you haven't seen the documentary, please go watch it. Stop this podcast and go watch it. Otherwise, you're going to get some serious spoilers here. Um, so that's another warning. Spoiler alert. Okay, so the freaking most anti like this this was like the climatic moment of this crime he knew people were looking for him he knew 100% people were looking for him so what does he do he goes into an internet cafe with surveillance cameras and he googles himself and that's why he got caught this is the most ironic thing I've ever seen in my life okay and I'm going to explain why in just a few minutes Okay. In December 2014, after eight days of deliberations, a jury convicted him of first-degree murder. He was previously sought by animal rights groups for allegedly uploading videos of himself killing kittens. Okay. So, basically, this is what's, this is one of the things in the story that really bugged me. Okay. So, there was an internet group, I guess you would call a crime vigilante kind of thing um and these people had a specific facebook group dedicated to this murderer to find this cat and i believe it was called find the vacuum cat killer um so these people had so many different archives of things pertaining to luca magnata so you get online and you you type it. They didn't find out like the name of Luca Magnata until they got like an ominous email saying the man you're looking for, his name is Luca Magnata, which is another key point to this story. And I'll get into that in a minute. But this group of people, these vigilantes, spent two years literally tracking this guy, trying to uncover every possible detail they could so they could find him. Um, and when I tell you that they were like manhunting the shit out of this guy, they were manhunting the shit out of this guy. So the video, one guy, two cats or kittens or whatever it's called, they took screenshots of everything in that room and they were pinpointing certain things in that room. They were like, pinpointing the door, the outline of the, the, the apartment building. They were uh, pinpointing doorknobs, outlets, trying to figure out what type of outlets they were, carpet, different types of room setting. I believe John Green, he's the guy 
in one of the groups that was the one who created the actual anatomy of the first room that they had witnessed the cats being killed in. So he had this diagram of that room. And so they were researching rooms across the country that looked like that. Like when you think about detail, these people were 50 steps ahead of you. Um, and that is the most insane thing I've ever seen. I don't even think law enforcement has ever gone that far to find somebody. <laughs> and these were over two kittens. Okay, now we're talking, obviously, kittens are, animals are very precious and, you know, everything like that. But here's what doesn't, here's what bothers me. Okay, so these internet vigilantes put so much work into hunting down this guy by focusing on outlets, street lamps, stuff like that, doing diagrams, doing anatomies. They spent so much of their time investing to find this guy. And technically, they are the ones who solved the case because of how much dedication they put into it. And yet here we are in 2020 and John JonBenet Ramsey's murder still has never been solved. Does that make sense to you guys? Over two kittens. This sparked a nationwide manhunt because one man posted a video of him putting two kittens in a vacuum bag and sucking the air out of it. Yet a little girl gets murdered. There's so much evidence. And so many years later, she died when I was literally five years old. I am 29 now and her murder has never been solved. That's a level of fucked up I don't even want to get into right now. So anyways, okay. So this group of vigilantes, like they, they got this video, they analyzed the video, they were going through the video and pinpointing things, trying to figure out what's going on. And then what happens? They get another video. This time it's, I believe a cat, uh, I believe it's a cat on a broom handle, duct tape to a broom handle, and he drowns the cat in a bathtub. So that sparks their curiosity more. So they keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. Then another video pops up and it's a, another cat video. It is a cat literally being eaten alive by a very large yellow snake. So, hence, I mean, like, come on, think about this for a second. Yes, animal torture is horrible. It is absolutely unforgivable. It is disgusting. But these were animals, not people. And it kind of showed just how kind of one-sided law enforcement is. No one's going to really take you seriously when it involves an animal, okay? Because they're not considered technically a part of humanity because they owe nothing to society. Now, this is not my opinion. This is what you would, this is what society's opinion is, not mine. I personally believe that they have the right to be here. Well, anyways, it wasn't until a video surfaced called One Lunatic, One Ice Pick. Now, this vigilante group got a hold of this video. It was a very graphic video, and it was of a some oriental featured type of person bound to a bed, 
completely bound to a bed. He was out of it. I don't even know if he was alive or if he was just heavily drugged at this point. But he, this man walks right up to him, straddles him, touches him a little bit, and then literally goes nuts on him with what was technically supposed to look like an ice pick. He, he painted it to look like an ice pick, but it wasn't. It was actually, um, it was a screwdriver painted to look like an ice pick, okay? Um, but here's something that you should probably pay attention to. Just remember him straddling the guy. Remember the sex part. Remember, remember when I say that there was a poster in the background. Remember the ice pick. Technically, screwdriver painted to look like an ice pick, okay? Just remember that because... I'm going to blow your fucking mind here in a few minutes. Okay. So, anywho. So, this video comes around, and it's incredibly graphic. It does involve dismemberment. It does involve rape of a corpse. It does involve... Oh, I don't even... I guess... Uh, I would definitely say um, something along the lines of mutilation of a corpse... Not to mention, I, I think I did not see this, period, so I cannot. I, this is only speculation, but I do believe there was something going on with the dog. I think the dog, like, tried eating part of the body, but that was all filmed. So everybody saw that, and that was like, okay, now the media is involved, now the press is involved, now the police are involved. It literally took this, this, this team of people hundreds of times trying to talk to law enforcement, tell law enforcement, this is going on, this guy's crazy. But they're just like, okay, well, it's an animal, it's a video, we don't know what, we don't know what to do. But the second he gets, you know, seen on film, brutally attacking something that appears to be a human with an ice pick, that's when all hell breaks loose, okay? And not just that, but several Several moments prior to this, I mean, I think it was like a few weeks or a month or two months. I cannot remember. I'd have to go back and look. They got a cryptic message that basically said, uh, I guess nobody gives a shit about cats, but don't worry. I'm going to have a human in my next one. So they, they actually let the police know this and the police did not do anything about it. And then they're like, hello, we warned you. So you're literally sitting there watching this documentary and you're biting your nails. Like you are biting your nails hard. You're pissed off. You're screaming at the you're screaming at the screen. Like, excuse me, people, get off your asses. What are you doing? This is obviously the notions of a very deranged individual. But that is not even the craziest part. Okay. So here's what I I found on the Wikipedia. So, Magnata was born Eric Clinton Kirk Newman on July 24th, 1982 in Scarborough, Ontario. The son of Anna Yurkin and Donald Newman, he was the first of three children. According to him, his mother was obsessed with cleanliness, would routinely lock her children out of the house, and once put her children's pet rabbits out in the cold to freeze to death. His father was diagnosed with schizophrenia in 1994, after which divorced Magnata's mother, leading Magnata to move in with his grandmother, Phyllis. Magnata attended... Weldon Secondary School in Lindsay in 2003, he began to appear in pornographic videos, occasionally working as a stripper and an escort. He appeared as a pinup model in a 2005 issue of Toronto Fab Magazine using the pseudo pseudonym Jimmy 
in 2007. He was an unsuccessful competitor in Outs Reality Series Cover Guy. He had multiple cosmetic surgeries uh, and auditioned for Slice Network television show Plastic Makes Perfect in February 2008. So his early criminal activity in 2005, he was convicted of one count of impersonation and three counts of fraud against Sears Canada. The Brick in 2001 audio video after impersonating a woman to apply for a credit card and purchasing over $10,000 worth of goods. He pleaded guilty and received a nine-month conditional sentence with 12 months of probation. Oh my god. He legally changed his name to Luca, Luca Rocco Magnata on August 12, 2006. Magnata declared bankruptcy in 2007 of March, owing 17000 in various debts. The bankruptcy was fully discharged in December 2007. Magnata created many profiles on various internet, social media, and discussion forums over several years to plant a variety of claims about himself. One such rumor emerged in 2007, claiming Magnata was a, in a relationship with Carla Homolka, a high-profile serial killer. Uh, she was convicted of murder, but he, they were the Ken and Barbie murder, so uh, I can't remember their names, but anyways, just Carla Homolka, Paul Bernardo, I believe. I, I, I don't even know. Anyway, so that's besides the point. So a high-profile Canadian convicted murderer through he denied this in a subsequent interview with the Toronto Sun. During the murder investigation, Montreal police initially announced that a pair had dated, but soon retracted the statement and acknowledged that they had no evidence to corroborate the claim. As well as the Homolka relationship, Magnata, Magnata repeatedly denied the claims he himself had planted as hoaxes as part of a campaign of cyberstalking against him. Police stated that Magnata set up at least 70 Facebook pages and 20 websites under different names. Okay, so this is the craziest part. So this this uh, this documentary, like I said, it is a fucked up documentary. It is like a whirlwind of shit. It freaks you out. You wonder, okay, for somehow he literally made himself famous. By not being famous at all. Like, not even at all. So how he did this, he'd post pictures of himself. He would create fake profiles. He would create fan profiles, comment on his profiles as other people continue to keep commenting on those profiles, um, making these different pictures, like photoshopping his face. Like this dude literally went above and beyond to create some kind of alternate reality that looked absolutely 100% real. This, this just blows my flipping mind. Okay. So in the documentary, there are several key points to this. Okay. So Luca Magnata had apparently told a, an, an attorney that there was a sex escort uh, client that he was afraid of. And he called this man Manuel, I mean, uh, Manny Lopez or Rodriguez. I'd have to look it up, actually. Um, I don't want to do anything wrong with that. So um, give me just a second. I'm going to find that really quick. Manny Lopez, that was the guy's name. He said that this man was a very aggressive sex worker. 
or a, a client that basically stalked Luca. He basically forced him to do a lot of things. So Luca claims that he was fearing for his life on so many occasions. He says that Manny was the one that told him to make the cat videos. He was there filming, said he was going to kill him if he did not fulfill what he wants. Now, this would really seem kind of far-fetched, but to be completely honest, the way that the story was being unfolded in the documentary, you actually believe him because in the video, and now this is crazy. So in the documentary, the mother says that she received the video of him allegedly feeding or petting a, a feeding a cat to like a, a boa constrictor and um, one of them were petting the boa constrictor. So she had watched it and then she immediately FaceTimed him and she was like, hey, what the hell is going on? You need to explain this to me. And he was just like, I didn't want to make the video. I made the video. I didn't want to make the video. I was told to do it by Manny. Watch the end of the video. So she scrolls back through and then you see a hand, which is not Luca's. You can clearly tell that there is another person there. So right then and there, right then and there, you're thinking to yourself, hang on just a second. What if, what if, there really was somebody that was literally coaching him to do this because he he was working in the adult industry. He was he was an escort. He had a lot of clients. He had he did a lot of gay videos, and he it was very aggressive. Well, it's very it's literally not unnormal for this to happen. This could happen. This is a legit thing that could actually be happening. So watching this documentary and you, you see that extra hand, you start to think, holy shit, maybe there really was somebody there coaching him to do this. So anyways, so you go through the documentary and you, keep, you just keep kind of watching and then, and then you get to a video surveillance camera, right? And it is where you see several different types of surveillance cameras. This is Luca and Jun Lin, which is the boy that he murdered, walking up the stairs and going into his room. Next thing you know, you see Luca coming out of the room, going down the stairs, and he has something black in his hand. You don't know what that is. The video surveillance is way too grainy. So you don't see anything else. You just see him walking out completely calm, and you know, he's walking to the corner. So anyhow, that's where this that's where the next clue is in. Because when you think of Manny, you think he says something to his mother saying, I did not want to make that phone call. I did not I he was calling me all night and I had to make the video. I didn't want to do it, but he kept calling to make sure and he was sitting right outside until I handed him over the video. Well, then you see Luca coming down the stairs holding a black thing in his hand, and then next thing you know, that was the end of that. The next surveillance images lead to him going downstairs into the garage part of the uh, apartment complex that he was in, and he's putting stuff inside of garbage pans. So you've got the hand in the video, and then you have the black thing in his hand. And then you have this mysterious character that he is referring to as Manny Lopez, who happens to be this 
crazed psychopath that is obsessed with him and is making him do these things because he can, because he has power over him. So this is what he tells his mother. He gets on the plane and then he flees to Berlin and then he gets caught Googling himself. I mean, holy crap. When you think about the effort that this dude put in to making himself famous for this specific reason, you're gonna, like, it's almost like your head wants to explode, you know? It's like, this cannot be possible. I am literally not watching this. It's just, like, crazy. Like, honestly, just me talking about this right now, like, I don't even understand how... the level of crazy, the level of dedication that he put into this. I mean, he he made these videos. He made sure to make a video with somebody else, somebody else's hand. The videos were uploaded under an alias. He left hints. He had all these different Facebook posts. He had all these different things. He went to the media, literally walked to the media and explained that there was nothing going on between him and Carla Homolka, you also have him, you also have him going into, talked to the radio stations, basically saying people are photoshopping his faces, he's basically putting himself in the spotlight, but playing this distant character, like, if I push myself and put myself into the public eye, they won't actually look at me. That's so genius. Like, if you think about that, that is... I apologize, guys. If you hear a a baby in the background, that is my son. He just learned how to scream. So we are learning how to scream, which is insane. He's only five months old, and he's in there playing with his dad right now. So that's all he does is sit and scream. It's hilarious. Uh, So anyways, it's like, this is insane, you guys. Like, honestly, I, I cannot believe half of what I've seen so so then you start kind of getting a feel for him you're like okay so he is really really into attention I mean he takes photos of himself he's like all about him he looks at himself in the mirror he checks his hair literally right after murdering somebody he comes down and he looks in the mirror and he fixes his hair that is just crazy okay and then I, I mean he keeps dropping these hints he leads these people to these things. He mails body parts, okay, of his of his victim. He mails body of his victim to schools and court officials and people in parliament for crying out loud. Like he's literally saying, "Look at me. This is what I can do. I'm not afraid. Catch me if you can." Like you can't touch me. You really can't. I'm just going to keep doing this and doing this and doing this. And you guys are never going to catch me. So that is how confident and self-conceited this individual was. That he orchestrated this huge, huge crime. And gained this huge audience. By doing the most, like, grotesque and disgusting things you could possibly ever think about doing to a human being. And he had the courage to send this dismembered individual, his body parts, to schools and members of parliament. 
And then he decided to hop on a plane to Berlin. And then he gets caught Googling himself. I mean, like, are you fucking kidding me? This is insane. Like how the irony, I'm sorry, this, the irony is just crazy. Okay. So when you're getting a feel for him, you're like, okay, he's very conceited. But also, you also have to take into account that he has this alias, right? There are certain aliases he goes by. And then on top of that, he has the alleged Manny, okay? Now, this is where it gets crazy. Okay, I'm going to read you guys an article that I found from Metro co uk okay and i can't necessarily explain it in detail without having to have an article to read about this because it's very confusing i've never seen this movie but this is gonna blow your mind okay so in the three-part documentary his mother and lawyer introduced the idea of a second mastermind behind the cat killing videos later the snuff video depicting the violent murder of Junlin, which taunted online sleuths to find him this mystery man named emmanuel manny lopez had no online footprint to be found no phone records related to that name so who is manny lopez and where is he now well if detectives are to be believed he doesn't actually exist and was a figment of Magnata's imagination created in order to give him a defense in the case he was caught. No investigation could find proof that Manny existed. Magnata first introduced the concept of the mysterious Manny a full 18 months before Junlin's murder, claiming he was initially a regular client of his through the, his escorting, escorting and sex work. Magnata states that Manny began to facilitate his lifestyle. However, over time, Manny began to request more violent sexual acts, including BDSM, that's body dysmorphic disorder, I believe. I cannot, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin that. Um, And torture fantasies, which then escalated to videos where he forced Magnata to kill cats. Manny would then upload the videos to the internet, sparking an international manhunt to try and find who did them. Luca's mother, Anna Yerkin, maintains a belief in his version of events, stating in one of the cat-killing videos in which a kitten is eaten by a python, a second set of hands is visible on the tape, which is true. This has never fully been explained. She also said that her son told her what happened during Jenlin's death, and that it was all under the direction of Manny threatening him with his life if he failed to cooperate. Hence, him walking down the stairs holding something black in his hand. So anyways, however, the mystery of Manny's identity appeared to be solved using one of Luca's online aliases, Kirk Trammell. This is where it gets insane, you guys. <laughs> Kay Trammell is a male version of the name Catherine Trammell, Sharon Stone's character in the 1992 blockbuster hit Basic Instinct. In the movie, Catherine kills her lover by tying his hands to the bedpost during sex before stabbing him to death with an ice pick. This is the exact same way that Magnata killed Jun Lin, filming the death as well as the dismemberment of the body before uploading it online under the name One Lunatic, One Ice Pick. In Basic Instinct, Catherine's former fiance was called Manuel Vasquez, or Manny for short. During another chilling in image, the killer sent an email to a journalist who was tracking the cat kit videos in which he used the line, killing is different than smoking. Smoking, you can actually quit. It's a line that Catherine uses while taunting Michael Douglas's character, Detective Nick Kern. Okay, so here's what the crazy thing about this is. You're thinking, wait a second. D- he-, he consulted an attorney. 
saying that there was a guy that was beating him and stuff like that, and his name was Manny. Well, he also told his attorney that he had spoken to that he looked a lot like Michael Douglas. Okay? So the attorney that he was consulting looked just like Michael Douglas. And Luca Magnata told him that. His mother kept some items of his, and one of those items was a keychain with a picture of his favorite movie, Basic Instinct. So then you go to Jen Lin's death, which if you think I am smiling about this, it is not because of the death. It is because of how crazy and bizarre this entire situation has been. Okay. So, in the video, he is tied to a bed. He was being straddled by Luca. And then he was stabbed repeatedly with a makeshift ice pick, which was a screwdriver painted to look like an ice pick. And what do you see in the video? In the video, right above the bed, a poster. If you go watch Basic Instinct, you are basically watching the same thing. Then, at the very end, you see Luca sitting in a chair, being interrogated, asks for a cigarette, crosses his legs, puts the cigarette in his mouth, and starts smoking it. The exact same way Sharon Stone did in Basic Instinct. This man orchestrated his version of Basic Instinct and literally got away with everything that he did until he googled himself excuse me <laughs> what oh my god are you kidding me like um wow okay this is just too much for i mean me to even comprehend at the moment because you just don't see this I mean, you see these amateur criminals creating different types of personas and using that to commit their murder, but the, he literally made sure over years worth of time that he had this entire event that he orchestrated by himself. You have the videos of him killing the cats. You have all of these Facebook posts that he created that he uploaded, that he uploaded other profiles that he used to comment on those profiles and those profiles as well. He uploaded videos on YouTube. He went to the press. He explained that people were copying or trying to, you know, frame him for these things. Then you've got the other videos that were uploaded. You have these sock puppet accounts where they're commenting on certain crimes. You've got these cryptic messages then you have a, a threat. You have a threat. Then you got a dismembered body sent to different places. You have like a manhunt for you, and then you get caught Googling yourself. Can please somebody explain this to me? <laughs> I can't understand. I really just cannot. Um, so, but, but seriously, on the off chance, the, re okay, so the title of the documentary is called Don't Fuck With Cats, literally because people love animals so much 
that they would literally go on an insane manhunt, risking their credibility and all of these different things, putting their heart and soul into finding this one individual because he put two kittens in a video inside of a vacuum bag and sealed it and then sucked the air out of it and then started playing with it. I, I mean, like, wow, what the freaking hell? Two cats, two, the, the, the death of two kittens literally sparked this entire orchestrated event that he created in his head and he saw it through and he committed all of these different crimes and literally got away with it for the longest time until he googled himself okay excuse me i need to just take a moment to breathe oh my god okay so when i'm doing research about crimes like these i always have to go to the sources and i have to try to figure out where these things are seen like how did sometimes i will actually go to websites that i wouldn't necessarily go to in the first place just because of the simple fact that, you know, I'd like to actually eat a meal the very next day or, you know, sleep at night or, you know, be able to look at a chicken sandwich the next day without having to think of, you know, oh my god, this might be somebody's Aunt Patty. You know what I'm saying? It's just like a little weird. Like, I'll never eat spam again just because after I saw something on TV about, like, some guy feeding bodies into a meat grinder and then, like, I realized spam was like an anagram or something for Sister Pam because it's mystery meat, and I was like, fuck spam, I'm never gonna eat spam again. I mean, like, for real, like, it's crazy. So anyways, so I was trying to Google one lunatic, one ice pick. I did not know if I wanted to actually watch the video, and I'm kind of glad that I didn't, because I just read the description, and if I did watch this video, it would probably scar me for life, because considering that there was the video of him vacuuming the cats, I mean, you just know what's going on here. So... The, the one I found this on a website called bestgore.com. Okay, so I, I've got my own. Sorry, guys, my kid, my kid keeps crying in the background, and my husband is trying to like console him. He's just like not happy. We think he's teething, it's insane. Um, okay, the one lunatic, one ice pick video is very hard to find. Uh, it took the internet by storm as the most horrific shock video to have been released to date. There are speculations that One Lunatic, One Ice Pick may be an actual snuff film produced by some crazy psycho who was paid to murder a person and film it on camera. Though, as with everything that starts going viral on the internet, the chances of the reality being blown out of proportions are quite substantial. As a result, it's quite possible that One Lunatic, One Ice Pick is not a snuff film at all, but rather a homemade recording of a psychopath who filmed his sick deed on camera the same way thousands of others murderers did utilizing whatever technology allowed at that time, which was true. So this is an article I found on bestscore.com. And as I just said a second ago, I do have my issues with this website. But honestly, at the same time, if you're trying to do researches about certain crimes, this would be one of the best places to go, even though the content that's in this website is absolutely disgusting and despicable. And I don't even understand how it's been alive this long. But I guess people do with their lives what they want. I mean, you, I'm whatever. So some people say that the One Lunatic Ice Pick video was produced in San Francisco, USA. Others say it's a work of some crazy 20-year-old Russian who got paid six figures for it to give his clients their money's worth. The One Lunatic, One Ice Pick video is filmed in a dim dimply lit room. A naked male is seen tied to a frame of bed while his captor stabs him in the abdomen with an ice pick. The victim is then seen with his throat slashed as his captor proceeds to slowly slide various par slice various parts of his body with a knife. Ugh. 
Later in the video, the victim is entirely decapitated and the captor uses a kitchen knife to cut into the muscles and dismember one limb after another. The murderer plays with several limbs and even rubs his crotch area with them. What the fuck? It must have turned him on because the next thing he does is flip the dismembered decapitated quartz on his front and fucks it in the ass from behind. So this dude is fucked up. And I'm so glad I did not watch this video. Using a knife and fork, the murderer then slices a piece of fatty flesh from the victim's ass and presumably eats it before bringing a hungry dog in also and feasts on the freshly killed man. The black and white pooch could not resist the smell of raw flesh and it bit right into the stump. Oh my god. Once Pooch was done, the murderer stuck a bottleneck up the dismembered man's ass and repeatedly ass-fucked him with it, putting the severed hand into one into use once more. The murderer laid on his bed pantless and masturbated with it. Oh. Oh my fucking god. Okay, so one lunatic ice pick is without a doubt the sickest thing you will ever have seen in your entire life. It is a sad reminder that things are far worse than any of us would ever imagine in reality. Okay. Oh my god. It is a sickening reflection of who we, as a human race, have become, turning our heads and pretending the video doesn't exist but only make the perpetrator feel more secure and open to further exploitation. I believe is it important for the sake of all of us that as well as the case with three guys, one hammer, and similar videos, the one lunatic, one ice pick video is seen and understood for what it is. So appropriate steps can be taken to bring those responsible to justice and prevent any further such atrocity from happening. You never know who you could help. Okay, now, okay, that's, here's, here's, the, here's the issue I, I have with Vescore. Okay, so, as I said before, this, this website is technically, like, a, they're kind of claiming to be, like, a crime vigilante. Um, so, that they're posting these videos that are specifically for people to get a gr firm grasp on the truth that the media will not show you. Um, and they basically go through this entire array of, you know, statements saying that it's a constitutional right to be able to know and see certain things being acted, uh, acted upon and stuff like that. So people had seen this video, one lunatic, one ice pick, and I guess the, the law basically told best score to take the video down as they were in an active investigation. I'm not sure if the video is still on there. I don't think it is i'm not gonna go look for it and i would hope you guys don't go look for it because whenever i went to look for it i saw something i did not need to see um but anyways so basically the best score is a crime vigilante website that will show you graphic exploitive videos that are that i can't even go into detail about right now because they're disgusting but and they say it's specifically to make the public aware however if you click on a few links and kind of navigate your way around it, and they're very specific. This is not for entertainment purposes yet. They have an entire section dedicated to fans of best gore. So you've got pictures of people cutting best gore into their bodies and mutilating their bodies and drawing best gore with their own blood. They literally have a fan base and it's the most disgusting and awful thing I've ever seen. But in a way, I get it. There are people out there that are obsessed with these kinds of things, but there's a limit to being crazy. Because here's the thing. What Luca Magnata did was hands down the most horrific thing. And just by what I described to you in the video, he did that. Yet there is an entire forum of people 
on this website that literally eat this shit up. Because if this was not for raising public awareness, if this was for that specific thing to raise awareness in the crime and give people an awareness of what's going on in the world, there wouldn't be a fan base for one. And people would not have their fan art posted publicly, period. This would simply be a website dedicated to showing you what happens in the crime world. And the title itself, Best Gore, I'm sorry, are you a vigilante website that is dedicated to showing awareness? Or are you a vigilante website dedicated to showing awareness while also entertaining an audience? I don't know which is which because it looks like it's a little bit of both. Anyways, that's my, that's my shit on Beth Gore. I don't necessarily agree with it and I don't disagree with it, but there, there is a fine line between being a website specifically to raise awareness of things going around and there's being really fucked up in the head thinking that having a fan base and showing people write the name of your website on their arms and blood and carving it into their floors and their bodies is, I don't know, whatever you do, you, you do you boo boo. Anyways. So, um, I, I cannot, <laughs> I honestly cannot believe the rabbit hole I flew down. I don't get it. I, I've never seen vigilantes, just normal people on the internet doing absolutely nothing but just living day-to-day -day normal lives, dedicated two years of their lives to track down a lunatic that would commit one of the most atrocious things I'd ever seen over two kittens. That's what sparked this whole thing. That is why it's called Don't Fuck With Cats. Because people are serious about their kittens, guys. People love their fluffy animals. Don't fuck with kittens. These people would have a field day with Tumblr. Let me tell you, have you ever heard of a zoo file? Please don't Google that. It's disgusting. But like I said, how, I mean, come on now. You gotta be, are you kidding? Uh, okay. Anywho, so that is my segment for Brutal Crime. I hope you enjoyed that. I know I'm uncomfortable. Please don't Google this stuff. You're gonna have nightmares. On top of that, if you really want to listen to some really good content, go check out Ready to Glare. Because that is where I got this art. That is where I got this idea from Luca Magnata. Because I didn't even know he flippin' existed until I watched her video. And I'm impressed. Like, she's got some cool shit on there. You guys would love it. Um, so, anywho. Uh, gosh. Okay. So, I, I just, like, I'm, I'm kind of baffled right now. Like, I'm speechless. Don't really necessarily know what to say. So, I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast. But this was my... Episode two of Brutal Crime. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Y'all have a good night. Remember, if you're going to Google, please delete your browsing history because you're going to see some shit. I sure know I did. Have a great night, everybody. I will talk to you later.